can I see my hat? We're live. What the oh, fuck? Cool. Yo, what's good, your boy? Salpree706, this is the Urban Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast of Falcons Twitter. Um, and in honor of the biggest Broncos fan, T.I., I have my hat cocked to the side in a typical T.I. fashion as the Falcons have finally, finally, after it seems like decades, have secured a, dec- a W and we are looking like a somewhat competent NFL team defeating the uh, Minnesota Vikings 40 to 23. Matt Ryan had four touchdowns, 30 for 40. And he's on my fantasy team, so that's another, you know, another plus. Uh, we have uh, our usual host, Jeff Queen, and uh, my very sad Josh from the UGA loss last night. What's good? Yeah, they did lose. I'm, I'm not sad. I mean, I, that game didn't benefit us in any shape, form, or fashion, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, we won a game. I mean, it's nice. To have a win, but you know, I I'm hoping. I mean, is it though? Is it nice though? Is it really nice to have a win? It is. I was tired of being a loser. We still we still are losers. That's that's the I thing. Mean, well, yeah, but you know, we're not zero sixteen losers. We might be one fifteen losers. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's up, Eb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up? What up? Yeah. So, so this is the thing. I get it, and let's get right to it. The Falcons played great. Matt Ryan kind of gave a big middle finger to all the uh, the media outlets, uh, Clifford Harris, and everybody else that was calling him washed, and that he was on borrowed time. Ash, shout out to Marcus Sniffles. Actually, text me if you want to come on. But um. Ah. Yeah, it's no more rising from the draft. We pretty much ended all hopes of getting uh, Trevor Lawrence with this W. And that's the main thing that confuses me, which I've said before. Falcons fans don't know what they want. One week they went, you know, tank for Trevor. And then the next week they're like, oh, I don't want to see Trevor stuff in my timeline. Matt Ryan's not washed. It's, it's just very confusing. Now, I get it. I don't think Matt Ryan's a problem. Anybody that watches, anybody that watches the Falcons, they know that it's not a quarterback issue um there's a lot going on with this team so but the idea of matt ryan not being washed and preparing for the future those things can be mutually exclusive like we can have both you know what i'm saying just like the same thing with last year we could have kept losing and got possibly a generational pass rusher and chase young but we decided to go on a winning streak and uh not saying terrell is bad but uh, he's not chase young you know what i'm saying so that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's cool. We can be rah, 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 you know what I'm saying? One and five, win the game and be happy. But in the long run, we can't be tied to being Matt Ryan fans or Julio Jones fans. We have to be Falcons fans, Falcons fans first. And I get it. Matt has been around for a lot of these uh, fans, you know, the high points of their careers, you know, going to the Super Bowl and whatnot, MVP. But we have to look at the future. Like whether it be Trevor Lawrence or somebody else, we have to look at the future. So that's that's just my my kind of take on it. Yes, coaching is the problem. We we see that, but real quick before I let Jeff go, we played the Vikings. The Vikings are one and four. Kirk Cousins is not good. Alvin Cook wasn't. Uh, so again, kudos for the Falcons for beating the brakes off of them. 
but the real measuring stick is when we play like a you know at least a 500 team you know what i'm saying so yeah i agree i mean i'm glad we got this w like i said i was tired of being losers but i don't i don't trust this team you know they they've proved over the years that they'll win like one or two games and then go on a five game losing streak. So I don't have any like hope, but I'm just glad that we got the W. Now the biggest elephant in the room that came out today was, were they actually playing for Dan Quinn? Do they actually miss Dan Quinn or were they playing like shit to get Dan Quinn out of here? Because where the fuck did this team come from? Like, seriously. Today, everybody stepped up at one point or another. The only players that weren't consistent were, like, the O-line. Like, after the first quarter, the O-line just crashed and burned. So were they trying to get Dan Quinn out and were putting on a show for us? Because... I mean, did y'all see that game? Like, it felt like it was like a fucking, I don't know, some traitor type shit, like a setup to dick to get Quinn out of here. No, it was just, it was just competent coaching. Um, like I said, it's like under Quinn, it's like he wants to run the team one way, maybe try to rekindle the 16 year, and we couldn't. Because um, we're we're four years removed, but uh, from the looks of it today, it's like Raheem let the players be the players. Like they were saying, like how he took his running guys, as in like Neil and like uh, Debo and others, and he told them, "Hey, y'all gonna get back to running and hitting." So it's like if he had to do that, then what did Quinn have them doing? Like what what was Quinn telling them to do from a schematic standpoint? Uh, but I mean, this is what the team looks like. When they can have competent coaching, like we could, we could compete. Like we have the talent; the talent is here. But under Quinn, it was just like he was just trying to get one result out of them, based on what we did in the past. So, real quick to answer uh, Lady Tom's question, uh, she asked, "My thing is, how can one draft pick change the whole team?" Okay, you can look back to what 2009 when we drafted Matt Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, just because you want like a Trevor Lawrence doesn't mean you're down on Matt Ryan, but Matt Ryan's not going to play forever. He's what, 36? You know what I'm saying? Oh, what the hell? Did she fall? No. Oh, yeah. But what I'm saying is, like, you can have both. Like, he can sit behind or whoever is coming up next and sit behind Matt Ryan. But at this point in the season, we have no chance of making the playoffs. I very, I'd very, i say a very slim chance. So this season's a wash. Why not set your franchise up for future success if he is, you know, this great prospect, especially if you're within reach of getting him? And I understand players play to win, but that kind of counters Jeff's theory of them tanking to get rid of Dan Quinn because nobody's trying to lose games in those fashions, like the whole Dallas situation or blowing the lead against whatever team a lead against. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard It's hard to figure out. It's hard to figure this out. And Marcus had a good point. No, no, no. You don't need to blow up the team to do that. 
like you said, we have confident, we have confident players on the team, but you do want to set your team up for the future if he's that good of a prospect. Because again, we don't know what the new regime is going to want. You know what I'm saying? The new regime is not going to be tied to Matt Ryan. And that could also be a reason that Matt Ryan played his ass off the day that the narrative is that, A, he's washed and that the narrative is going around that he might not be a part of the future plans. So he might also be playing for his job like the rest of these guys. It's not really just about the coaches like that. These players could be putting out film for their future team if the new regime doesn't want them. So everybody is incentivized to play at the highest level possible, which is I don't understand why that was with DQ. Well, I guess it's because you were safe and that you were comfortable, but now you're in a very uncomfortable situation where you need to ball out or you might be out the door. Yeah, I agree with that. But um, Quinn was coaching soft too because if y'all peeped the reporters, and speaking of, again, on the little bonus episode that I did, I said RIP to Vine, and so I'm going to say it again. that shit was sad. Like, he's 48 and passed away at the age of 48. But I'm very happy to know that he's with his family. Um, his latest IG post, his last one, if you go look, he talks about how his mom and then a few siblings, like everybody in his life is gone. And he was like the last one left. So, um it just brings comfort, you know, that he's with his family. Um, but it does suck that he's not here with us at such a young age. Even though he got on most of our nerves and most of us were blocked by him, you know, you still don't want to see that that shit happen. You know, and he seemed to obviously be a good guy. So, um, you know, sad to not see him report today and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, so the reporters – um said that Raheem was getting the team uncomfortable you know is making them mad and stuff so they can play better which makes me believe what I've been believing that Quinn was soft on him you know he let him lollygag around and was giving him hugs instead of getting in their ass to do their job and clearly today at least I don't know if it's going to work in the future but today that shit worked so I'm hoping that it continues to work um, and get us to where we need to be, I guess. I mean, I don't even know where we need to be because I don't really care. I think the season is dead and the season should be canceled anyway with all these COVID cases and shit. But if it gets to the best out of the players, then I'm all I'm all here for it and where we need to be. Let's say I don't think a coach or GM would blow up a team with our salary cap issue. Shit, I don't know what the fuck the next coach or GM is going to do or what Rich is thinking about um, doing right now. I mean, you, you don't blow it up because, I mean, yeah, we still have talent. Like, you just need to see if that new if the new regiment, regime wants to keep Matt Julio, um, Grady, and et cetera, if they want to keep them to build around them and then immediately still be and and be able to compete for a championship. So at the same time, you can also still plan for the future too, though. So that's why I don't think the new coach and GM will 
will come in and, and blow up a team because I mean you need you need a QB to even compete in this in this in this league to even think about sniffing a championship and you already have that. So just go with what you already have and just add pieces to that. Yeah, but that's that's depending on if we get somebody that has that vision. If somebody sees like because yeah. everybody wants to come and do their own thing. Like you know you get a new boss, they want to you know put new rules and standards and stuff like that. It's like yo well this policy we had at work was good. Nothing was wrong with it, but they might want to do things in their own light and their own vision. So again, who might be like, all right, cool. Matt Ryan's cool. Julio Jones is cool. Looks at their contract, looks at the draft picks. It's like, all right, well, we're close enough to get my guy, Trevor. Let's say for argument's sake, cause he's the one that's on the timeline all the time. Let's get, let's go get our guy, Trevor Lawrence. So at that point, as the coach and as the GM, they can make the decision to mortgage the future. If they think Trevor Lawrence is that guy. Even though another coaching staff or another GM or head coach combination might be like, hey, we have this top five draft pick. I see the holes we have. I see the talent we still have on this roster. Let's trade back or let's get this one piece or let's bring in these veterans, these free agents, and we can make a run. But again, we're not going to know that to the end of the season until we hire the new head coach GM combination. So again, yeah, it, it we do have the pieces, but again, it might not be their vision. This combination could be around for the next 10 years. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones will not be here for the next 10 years. So they have to look at it like that. Hey, I want to keep my job. So I think the best way to keep my job is get the quarterback or whatever player that I want to be my franchise guy. So here he goes. Here he goes with his shit. Yeah, I've seen that in the timeline. Like somebody said, uh, future Raven Julio Jones. I was like, yo, that's crazy. That would be insane. But you said the Raven yeah, Julio? <laughs> Yeah, you said the right. Let me tell you something. Let, let this team trade Julio. Let them not let Julio retire. And I might be on America's most wanted list. That's all I'm going to say. If they don't let Julio retire as a Falcon, I will probably end up on America's most wanted list. Julio, yeah, let's go sabotage the entire offense because we can, we already saw like Calvin, he's not ready to be a true number one. Like we need Julio. Oh, like, oh, whoa, whoa. Let, let's 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 stop right there. Let's stop right there. This is one thing that it, it makes me chuckle on uh, Falcons Twitter is that Calvin will have a pretty good game stretch, and then they're like, oh, Calvin's a future goat. Oh, he's a true number one. Blah 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 blah. Then he'll disappear like he did for his first season when he had those nine touchdowns. He had like he had a bunch of those touchdowns like the first like three games and like disappeared and didn't have a touchdown for like a seven game stretch and then came back. Yeah, like yeah, fans fans do this to themselves, man. It's very it's very sad but funny to watch. Like they just pick <laughs> up these players and like oh like before the Green Bay game, Julio Jones about to have three hundred yards. I'm like, dog, this isn't the same team, the same coordinators. For that faithful day that he did, you know, roast the right. Green Bay Packers. Like, yeah. I think that's a, a part of the fandom that makes Falcons Twitter so toxic, is people just living their own like, living their own <laughs> fantasy life. So it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Mark, so Marcus, you still are are crying about Andrew Luck, man. Stop, stop with that mess. Right, like if Andrew Luck would have stayed. And kept breaking his arm and leg and all that stuff. Like, 
Markets is so in love with Andrew Luck that he 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 thinks Peyton Manning was a problem in Indiana. Like, yeah. like. <laughs> well, to be fair, Peyton Manning couldn't throw the ball more than like ten yards. I don't understand how he won games doing that foolishness. And why well, do their defense was spectacular? But I mean, it, just in general, like Markets just had this disdain for Peyton. Like he just. Like, like it, like, like it was like a uh, payment and Andrew Luck thing was like a, a Mike Vick and Matt Ryan thing. Like that's how that's how Marcus hate paying. <laughs> Ooh, that's a hot take. That's a hot. That's Wait a, a minute, spicy. Marcus on that flock. We knew that you said some crazy shit. Hey, you know what, lad? You know what? He has a point though. Peyton, Peyton low key is racist, and Peyton is a high key sex offender. But you know, nobody else. Luck is probably just bad racist. I mean. uh, Peyton Manning put his nuts on a trainer's face in Tennessee, and that shit disappeared. <laughs> like they swept that shit under the rug. Oh, yeah. Peyton was the OG wild boy. He probably but, paid all that money. Ridley is a great complimentary. He is little, but he can play his ass off. No, but that's well, the thing. I, like even Marvin Mar- Mar- Harrison, he he. Hey, hey, he whoa, whoa, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. No, 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 the, the views of Josh mentioning that dude's name on the open airways and not like myself or Lethal Saint. Or me. I yeah, forgot. I forgot. Number, number 88, who played in the NFL, whoever that guy is, him. But I'm not saying they're the same player. I'm just saying, like, Calvin, he, he's built like how that guy is. And, I mean, that guy, he was a number one. He was a true number one. But Calvin is not a true number one as of now. He, he needs Julio. Or, or if they would bring in other people as well around them and figure out how to get more of these other guys, which is, which is what we thought they did with uh, Hayden Hurst, who shot to Jalen. He is like on the anti-Hayden Hurst train now. Yeah, that guy. I feel like it, I feel like it might be a little biased to Hooper, which I get. But again, what I've said before, and he, I'd, I, he could probably explain it better here. And you know, Jalen's a homie. But my thing is, you can't say that Dirk Carter's a terrible uh, OC, but then slander Hurst. Now, again, Hooper was here with Dirk Carter, but he was here longer. And for whatever reason, he just preferred Austin Hooper over like Ridley. Like he preferred Hooper to the point where I think it was to Ridley's uh, detriment in development because he just like would refuse to get or refuse to find ways to scheme him to get him the ball. But Hey, let's get it to our guy that runs a four seven forty versus the guy that runs a four four. Like it, it didn't make any sense to me. But uh, Marcus has joined the podcast. I don't know if he wants to speak his piece. No, oh, I mean I got a, an invite, so I'm just I'm just here to provide uh, content for you guys. Just here to support, you know, all that good stuff. I wonder what Matt Ryan's favorite like Ti song is. Like someone should ask him to rake Ti albums. Like to do that, that'd be that'd be interesting yeah. to see. <laughs> I don't think he listens to anything, Ti. You can't live in Atlanta and not listen to like Atlanta rappers, like like he listens to 
uh, Matt Ryan's got to get in the studio with Ludacris or something like that, or find find out what Lil Flip is doing, and just get that diss out there. You know, keep that same energy. He, yeah, he's well, not that type of white person, bro. It was playing so icy in the Georgia Dome, dog. Like he 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 might not listen to it, but he's like aware of what's. He's got to be dog. Eighty percent of the team is black, dog. Yeah, man, the freestyle king, Lil Flip, shout out to Houston, but. Uh, yeah, y'all know about that. Y'all know about Lil Flip. That's the L I L F L I P. Back in the day. Well, I, I don't know if you guys saw what I said in the chat, though, but what I was saying as far as what the Falcons should do as far as doing what the Dolphins are doing, what the Dolphins did last year is they started, like, getting rid of uh, players to get, like, first and second round picks. And then this past draft, they drafted Tua, like, number, I think, number five. But they're keeping Fitzpatrick, so they're going to let Tua sit, let these other players develop, and then build around the team so when Tua is ready, he can step into a better situation. So, I mean, yeah, it's going to suck to lose players like, you know, potentially like a Julio Jones or something like that, but you also have to consider what is best for the team and the future of the team. Because like like uh, South Greaves was saying, Matt Ryan is not going to play for He's not going to be here five years from now. Julio Jones probably not going to be here three years from now. So you got to think about the future, and it is a business, you know. So if uh, what DeAndre Hopkins got traded for like a second round pick, and uh, de, uh, well, that was negligence, though. Yeah, so that that, was, no, but uh, what's his face? Uh, Higgins, the kid from the Vikings, he got traded for a first round pick, and Julio Jones is still a top three receiver. So you could probably get one first round, maybe two second round picks on top of that for Julio Jones. Like, what would you rather have? What's better for the team? An aging receiver that tends to get hurt or a first round pick with two additional second round picks to go with that. So it's just something to think about. It's nothing to think about. They're both happens <laughs> for life. Okay. Oh my god. Like hey, y'all care, care more about the individual players. Falcons for life. As long as you're as long as you're willing to admit that that's fine. Just know that that's what you're doing. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, is that the, him saying that makes you think about teams that we all hate, like the Patriots, because they had no problem getting rid of a star player or somebody that's on the verge of maybe falling off a year or two later for the best return as possible. But they win. They win championships. And that's why we hate them. I would love to be hated because we win championships. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like the ultimate goal. But you, you have to have a regime that is heartless and soulless and emotionless and stole it as Bill Belichick, who's just like, okay, but it, yeah, Next yeah, man it, up, would, it, would hurt, it would hurt now to lose Julio, Julio Jones. But if you guys are in a position to win a championship three to four years from now, like you're a consistent contender, fans will get over that. Fans will be like, well, Julio had a good run, but you look at him playing and wherever he's playing, it's like, well, he's not as good as he was. And we have these young talented players that are producing and now we're consistently back to where we were. Like, isn't that what you want? Or do you want Julio Jones to just put up all these catches as a Falcon? Like, what is it that you want? That, that, you know what, Jeff? That'd be a good poll. <laughs> Would you trade this? This, this is going to make get, get ready to tweet this out. This is going to hurt a lot of people's okay. brains. But would you sacrifice Julio Jones and Matt Ryan being lifetime Falcons player for a championship? I'd love to see the poll results on that one. 
Because I feel like there's gonna be a lot of lying going on in that poll. Yeah, and and I'm and this is not this is not me saying that Matt Ryan and Julio Jones are a problem. Like they're not they're clearly still the top five players on that roster. But you look at their age, you look at their contract. They're still they can still produce. They can still like if you told me right now, like if if Adam Shafter tweets, "Hey, the Falcons are looking to shop Julio Jones." How many calls do you think the Falcons are going to get? What team is not calling just to inquire about Julio Jones? There isn't a single team that wouldn't at least call. Every team would call. Every single one. So now you got 31 other teams offering to take Julio Jones off your hands. Yes, it would suck to have to lose Julio Jones because he is the franchise player. He's probably he he I'd probably say he's the greatest player in Falcons history, in franchise history. I would say. So yeah, you lose that, but if I tell you, hey, in three years, you guys are going to be a contender. Not saying you're going to win the Super Bowl, but you're going to be a consistent contender. You will consistently be in the playoffs, the top of your division, you know, one of the perennial picks. Or you could just keep Julio Jones and keep going 7-9 and 5-11 and or whatever it is y'all are going to go this year. It's like, what do you value? What's most important? You, 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 you got to put win there for me i mean i mean true like, i need a guaranteed win but I mean, what's the difference like a contender is like we've been there and done that so i'm talking about like right. what the C- i'm talking about what the Seahawks not- are or what the Packers but, are that- no, but but that's 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 the thing. What, what's the difference between being uh, your scenario and what we just did from what 2010 to 2016? I mean, we was contenders then. I mean, wait, and I'm sure you were happier at that point, right? Like you enjoyed watching Falcons games, right? Like it was fun watching your team in the playoffs going to the I mean, Super Bowl. I'm, Those were true, things true. you liked. Huh. Yeah, well, but, quick, but before I, I dip out, uh, real quick, I'm about to add to this list. You guys need to be cognizant of some of these quote-unquote Falcons fans you, you you follow. Please look at their likes and look at their retweets. I had to follow one cat who was retweeting some wild uh, MAGA propaganda, mm-hmm. and I saw that some of y'all follow these people. Yeah. Uh, be cognizant. Um, if you want like reality and real Falcons takes, uh, follow me, uh, Southbreeze Seven Hundred Six. Yeah, that's all I got. Y'all be safe. Uh, wear your mask. Wash your hands. And also, slander T.I. Because he clearly was at an album release party talking about he's a leader of the community. People have no <laughs> mask on, no social distancing. The album wasn't, it, album couldn't have been that good. It right. ain't that good nope. on risk of COVID. You know what I'm saying? No like, chance. Zero <laughs> chance. <laughs> yeah, man. So I catch up. All right. And I, I, I agree with the, uh, the comment as far as like like Julio Julio's not getting traded this year because y'all don't have a GM unless Arthur Black is just like gonna give Rich McKay a job. But you have to wait until you get a GM in place, get a head coach in place, and they are both on the same page. They have to be on the right. same page. That's why that's why you fire the GM and the head coach at the same time. So you can bring in a GM who will hire the head coach that he wants that has the same vision as him. So they're not on different pages. So you're not you know, bringing in a, a coach, you're not bringing in a GM that wants to keep Matt Ryan 
and then hiring a coach that wants to draft, you know, Terry Lance or whoever, whoever quarterback is out there. Like they got to be on the same page. Yeah. But if it was a guaranteed championship situation, like we make the playoffs this year and then next year we make the playoffs again and then they're like fucking trade them or whatever, then I'd be like, okay, maybe. But it just doesn't sit uh, well with me to not let those two retire as Falcons players. Does that does that not seem does that not seem a little bit selfish? Just just based on what the, just based on what the, the team has been doing for the last four years, like they've been seven and nine or not four years, they've been seven and nine in the last two years. They're one in five right now, or one in four. They have a losing record. They're most likely not going to make the playoffs for the third year in a row. We don't know it's that. like, yeah, yeah, you want to keep Julio Jones so you can keep, you know, repping for your guy because, you know, he's Falcon for life or whatever. But what does that mean if you if you have nothing to show for it at the end of the day? If, if you can we're the, we're the fucking mind team, if you with, can make um, the team better. That's a big if. That's the, the problem. The, the team like, could be a lot better with just confident coaching in general. Yeah. Do you think that, that roster is good enough to win? Yeah, we, I thought before before we, the, before we had our first game this year, yeah. Yes, we've been had the talent to win. Been for like years, we've had the talent to win. The problem in the Dan Quinn era, and when that one dude bounced, is we've had shit coaching ever since to include Dan Quinn. Yeah, and if the if the new GM comes in and evaluates the players. And he says, like, hey, this roster is good enough. We're going to run it back again. Then that's what he does. And you, you just got to kind of live with that. But I guess I just keep going back to this. Do you want the team to improve? If you have a chance to make your team better, there's going to be moves that have to be made that are going to hurt as fans. Like, I mean, there was a lot of fans that were hurt when Sanu got traded. He'd only been there for, like, two and a half years. He didn't even draft that guy. But, yeah, but, but Sanu is great. But he produced that. better. I understand yeah. that, but you also got a second-round pick. That's something that you'll never see a trade like that again. I don't know what the Patriots were doing. That is, that's like one of the greatest trades in NFL history. They gave if that you're that because they cheated in the Super Bowl. Regardless, okay, what is is there anything right now, like going into the offseason, you finish the season four and twelve. If let's say let's say the Packers come calling, they say, hey. We'll give you a first and a second and next year's second for Julio Jones. Are you going to be upset if the Falcons take that? Nah, not really. I mean, I would, but. But, but I still wouldn't want, to want him to be in the same conference. At least. Ship but you would understand it. Okay, make it, the, yeah. make it the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills call. They say, hey. Oh, sure. We're we, gonna give we you, yeah, sure. We'll Bye. give you. Okay, we'll give you a first round pick and a second round pick for Julio Jones. You're going to no, be upset no, if the Falcons you, take that? You you just said a first round pick and a first and second yeah, and another it. second the year No, I, I'm changing. I want I kind of want to see where your guys' heads at. They're, they call hell no, then no, no, no. You're going to be upset no. with that pick. With that I, trade? I need more. I need more for Julio. You need a lot. I need more. Okay, I'm no, just, I'm just I, asking. I, I'm just I'm just trying I to see least, where you guys' heads are at with this. I, it would it would have to be a first and another borderline first. It have to be almost like two two first. And, and and then that's just from from entertaining 
the trade proposal. Yeah, two first, the second, like a left arm, some right fingers. Okay, like, I, 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 yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but just know that, like, say you know they like, all right, we're just gonna keep Julio Jones. The next year, Julio Jones's value is just gonna get lower. The value only goes down. He's not Julio Jones is not getting better, right? He's not gonna be better next year. He's not gonna be better the next year. He's gonna continue, not to get worse, but he's not going to improve at all. If anything, he's going to continue to get hurt the way he has been because he's getting older and he's a physical player and he gets he takes some he takes a lot of hits because he's a big guy to, to get taken down. So it's kind of like like Southfields was saying, like the Patriots, the Patriot way is to get rid of a player a year too early rather than a year too late. Yeah, but the Patriots are the Patriots. No one can can we a lot of teams try to duplicate what they do. No one can succeed. That's why the well, Patriots it's because are, it's because their fans are super emotional. Like no, you literally just, said you don't the, want a first round the pick Patriots for, are the Patriots. for an aging wide receiver. No, it's, it's not just for it's, it's, it's Julio. Right, it's Julio Jones. Like it's like a it's a it's like a top five wide receiver of all time. It's not just anybody that we're giving up. Right. Like, what would you take if Andrew Luck was still in the picture? Here's the difference, though. The Colts ain't winning. Right? Right? And can you answer, 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 answer the question? It's would not an apples out. Like, if, you, if, you, if, you you if you would let me finish, if you would let me finish, it is not an apples to apples comparison because the Colts were winning. The Colts were in the playoffs. If the Colts were on, okay, if we had Andrew Luck and we went 7 and 9, 7 and 9, and now we're 0 and 1. With his contract, and, and there's there's a Trevor Lawrence coming up, and Andrew Luck's been hurt a couple of times. He's missed a season here or two, and you're telling me we can get another potential, you know, ten to fifteen year great quarterback, and we can trade Andrew Luck for a first and second round pick? Why not consider that? He's Oh, How, like, did, so you, did, so did, so there's no right answer you, to your question. Essentially, oh there was no right God, answer. I, I was gonna get that answer wrong anyway. It is Sunday, and you're lying. Didn't they lying on a Sunday? Right. Where's it, the light? Can, can you lie? Can you lie tomorrow? It wouldn't have mattered what I said. You guys are gonna say I was wrong, regardless. So, <laughs> so just go ahead and take that. I'll I'll eat that. Yeah, one, so it is what it is. <laughs> now, can we talk about like the greatest improv play in Falcons history? Oh yes. Yeah. Like, yes. What the fuck? What was it? Fourth down, right? It's like fourth and one. Yeah, it was fourth and one. And Matt was scrambling. And of course, he turned into Matt Vick. Next thing you know, Julio makes his adjustment to catch the ball. Matt tossed it to him. Then Julio grown mans his way to a touchdown. He gives a fucking. Who did he knock down? He knocked down somebody. And makes his way to a touchdown. That was probably the greatest shit I've ever seen, improv wise, that Matt and Julio have done. They are truly like this. And that was some great shit. And I was really shocked. Like, I was in here laughing because I was so yeah. shocked that that even happened. It, like, it was impressive because we, we heard so many times oh, Matt can't extend plays. Matt, Matt is a statue. Matt. Matt, this and is like just stop, just stop it, and all that shit. Like today, he did a great job. Like he's been playing pretty bad these last five games, 
Which is just helping my theory that they were playing poor to get Quinn out of here. That 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 theory makes no. zero sense. That theory it, makes zero sense and it holds it, no water because when the Falcons it, because because it, when the Falcons it, it, were one when the Falcons were one and seven after the bye week, the players rallied around Dan Quinn and won like six out of seven games to keep Dan Quinn's job. That's what the players said. Uh, so to say the that player, this year that they wanted to, year, to lose, that doesn't make any sense. This year they <laughs> said the same shit. They said no, the Quinn, same shit after every Quinn, game. They said they did not play to keep Dan Quinn. And then Quinn. today, look look at what they did today. Like if you saw them, every single player actually played well today. Like it was no, like today. No, because again, Raheem, he, from what it looks like, he let the players do what they can naturally do. Quinn was just trying to have them do odd stuff that that, that didn't fit them. That's all that it was. Quinn, I, again, I don't know what, what, he's, what he was thinking. Maybe, again, he was trying to capture what we did in 2016, and he was trying to implement that in today's game. But like I said, throughout the week, I just heard um, Raheem just having meetings with players such as Debo and Neil. It's like, y'all are going to get back to hitting and running. Which y'all do naturally. And as we saw today, Debo and Neil were getting and running. Like, it's just what it is. Quinn just had them doing some odd stuff that from both offensively and defensively. Uh, what happened to Josh's Wi Fi went down? Uh, Braylon, I'm going to get you on next time. I'm trying to keep this short uh, today, but I'll, I'll get you on next time, Braylon. Um, Shout out to Braylon. He was on the bonus episode, and he did really well. Um, what are you saying, Josh? Oh, you muted yourself. But what else happened in this game? Oh, we recovered the onside kick this time instead of the last time. It was just a, a whole fucking change in pace today that – I'm hoping stays, but I know at this team it probably won't stay at all. So I don't know what's gonna happen next week. Who do we even play next week? The Panthers? Uh no, we got Detroit. Um we should win that. Ooh. Why we oh boy, that was dumb. But um, but yeah, we have the uh we have Detroit. So I mean we we should win that one. Yeah, should win. We if we like losing games that we should win. So we gonna see. But the O line, I need them running today. I need a running all the way to the tarmac from the stadium to the tarmac to get on the plane. I want them running. Man, okay. And then dog. Like he just let people just walk by him. Like, where were you? Like, why are you over here and the player, like, just goes like that? And you don't even, like, make an effort to stop him. I don't know what the fuck happened. Because he's, he's, he's not that good. But but with the, with the national media, they, they like to bring up, oh, the Falcons have five first-rounders in the O-line. But, yeah, but Carpenter, he's the worst one. He's the... If he was living up to his first round building, he, he he would still be with the team that drafted him. But he's not good. And we saw that today. Well, we've been seeing it since he's been here, but 
we saw that even more evident today as he's just letting defender just just run past him for for whatever what reason. Yeah, I don't know how we haven't found his replacement by now. Like, I mean, they tried, they tried Hennessy there. Um, he he had some struggles. Um, so I guess they just went with um, Carpenter. I guess, but it ain't working. It ain't working at all. And Matt was pissed. Like they they did great the first quarter. And then every quarter after that, it seemed to get worse and worse and worse. So they need to be running. And when they land in Atlanta, they need to run home. Don't no Uber, no taxi, no Lyft, whatever other rideshare program they don't need to get on. No scooter. Y'all can't get on a scooter to go home. Y'all need to run home. I need to see, oh, on fucking whatever Fox Five Atlanta uh, Falcons players running home on the highway because they fucking failed at protecting the quarterback. That's what I want to see happen because they fucked up big time. And I'm tired. I'm tired of their shit. And it looks like the Braves might lose because they're down 3 0. I'm getting tired of their shit too. All the shit. I'm getting wait. tired. No, 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 no. We're probably be playing at eight. We're not playing now. We aren't. No, we played eight. You probably watching yeah. the game from yesterday. Motherfucker, I thought they were on right now. No, someone said we played back to back. Oh, yeah, we we're playing today. Yeah, we played every every day since like Monday, but we're playing at night, like at eight, like eight thirty or something. Oh. Yeah, there's 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 zero chance an Atlanta team lets you guys down in the playoffs. So the, I expect the Braves to win this game. Easily. Man, shut up. Shut up. Why, why, why are you talking? I'm saying, like, Mar- the Braves are the Mar- better team. Like, the Marcus, Marcus, you know you were fell in the teams. You just, you yeah. just, you just, you just scoring to the point that you just stopped rooting for them. That's all. Do, what, do the Braves know? are the best. The Braves are going to win. Aren't they at home? It's in Atlanta, right? They're, they're playing at a neutral site in Alton, Texas. Okay, that's closer to Atlanta, so Atlanta should have a, a fairly easy time with the, the Dodgers. <laughs> oh my so, God. Oh my I fully, I I fully expect Atlanta, just like you know the the soccer team did. I feel like Atlanta is going to be the other sports team to be the one to bring a championship to Atlanta, and then hopefully the Falcons can follow suit within two to three years, and then you guys will be great, like World Series. Let's go, y'all, get ready. Mm, that's all I want. I just want a championship. But I need to find a hazmat suit for real, for real. Like if we if we win this shit, I'll be downtown in a hazmat suit. Nah, I I just watched the parade from from the TV. Like it was already like hundreds of people at uh at the battery last night. Was like oh, last few days that. That's nasty. I'm like y'all nasty. Y'all just want the virus. No hazmat suit for me. Like with the gloves and tape. Like, you know, tape the gloves around your arm to the suit and all that stuff. Lysol, taser, tase people that get too close. Hell nah. I ain't playing, but I want to be out there. Too bad Falcons ain't going nowhere yet. Yeah, we, we can turn the season around. No, you, numbers don't apply to us. Like, you think we're going to turn it around? 
Because we we were the first team ever to have a pick six in the Super Bowl and lose it. Uh, we we blown uh, uh, two two leads this year at being up comfortably. Like numbers don't apply to the Atlanta team, so it may just reverse and we may actually make the playoffs and make a run. That'd be some crazy ass shit. Like that would be the craziest shit. If that happens, I doubt it will happen. But like, if that happens, tell you, I'll give someone a whole penny. I'll mail you a penny if that happens. I just want you guys to play this back when the Atlanta Braves are in the World Series this year. Just play this back. I called it. So they, so they, so they, so they're gonna win tonight. Is that that's, that's what you're saying? I'm guaranteeing it. See, and when you do that. You know you you know what you're doing too. You know exactly. You know what he's doing when he does that. And who is your <laughs> baseball team anyway? I don't even watch baseball. I'm saying I don't watch baseball. <laughs> but I'm rooting See? for you guys. Like yeah, like we, I, I feel I feel like we're like acquaintances. We're friendly with each other. I want you guys to be happy, so I'm rooting for the Braves. You're doing this you to spite us. Be happy. Right. He's doing this to spite us, man. You don't care about us. You don't I want you guys to be happy. I want you guys to be happy on the timeline. That's what I want. I want to see. I, I you know what? If I if I'm being honest, I cannot remember. Like I think the last time I saw like a legitimately happy gift queen on the timeline was probably like 2016. <laughs> like other than that, it's always negativity and just down. And I'm gonna kill you. And I'm getting my gun to come murder you. And I got a knife on me. I'm gonna ban from the state. Like she's never happy. And I feel like if the Falcons win, or not the Falcons, if the Braves win tonight, she's going to be happy. So I'm rooting for that. I want to see a happy gift queen on the timeline. That is true. I haven't been happy since 2016 on the timeline. Unless people send me money for my birthday, or buy me eggnog, or send nudes. But that's the <laughs> stuff I don't talk about on the timeline because it's sacred. Duh, like... Actually, I don't I'm think I've ever seen that it. happens, but I'm not like telling folks that I someone on the timeline sent me news. Like, I honestly don't think I've seen Josh happen on the timeline. Like, all the people that I follow from Atlanta, minus uh, Slim Bell, she's usually pretty happy, but she was for Alabama. So, the cheaters, yeah, yeah she was for Bama. Yeah, like, who can be happy when all this shit's happening? And it's for no reason. Like, You've hired your friend that one year. You're a bad coach. You keep hiring other bad coaches, and then we keep failing for no reason. Like, it's just for the stupidest stuff. So how can you be happy about that? Like, some people are. They're fucking crazy. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Like, you're what? happy. It's, it's just been, it just been, like, the good out of the bad, out of what you see. Like we again, we're 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 a decent team when we have confident coaching. When we don't have confident like coaching, we look we look terrible. Yeah, like today. Because as you can all see, I don't know if people are paying attention. Matt Ryan, he was actually like audibly plays plays, and then also with that he was taking down the 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 um play clock all the way down to like two three seconds, and then snapping the ball. With Quinn, you really didn't see him do too much of stuff like that. But yeah, I guess Quinn was just running the. He wanted the offense and defense to run a certain, a particular way, under him. A fail, failure way, a failing 
way. I'm so happy that he's gone. But I'm nervous about the future because I don't know what it holds. So we're just here. If it holds something like what Marcus keeps wanting it to hold for some reason, then I'm nervous about the future. But I know the future is going to hurt either way unless Raheem somehow like stays and becomes the actual head coach. Then I can see the majority of our players staying around. He's, I, I I don't see him becoming the head coach because again, if you do that, then you may still have that same, almost like the same stale message under Quinn. Because I mean, yeah. we did we did okay today, but I mean, I I just don't. I personally don't want to keep the same coaches. Like just just give us a whole new coaching staff and then let let's see what they can do with this this core of players. In my opinion. Clean house means clean house. It does. Who is it? Is that? I don't know if that's a dolphin or breeze. Raheem got a go to. <laughs> Hope he gets another AC job somewhere. I don't know if he does well. I mean, like we said a couple weeks. Did we say a couple weeks ago? Last week? I don't know. One of these fucking episodes in the last week or two. You know, if Raheem does well, then... No, that stuff doesn't work. That stuff did not work. Like, coaches who replace other head coaches do not do well when they become head coaches of teams. Because we saw that with with Cleveland Browns and Freddie Kitchens. He was not a good head coach under them. Like, you don't find too many coaches, like, stories like that. Like, I don't think, honestly, any, any... Coronet, who took over for a head coach, ended up becoming a good head coach for that same team. Maybe it just doesn't happen. He got to go. But, of course, that's going to be McKay and uh, what's his name? This this entire staff is gone. They're just auditioning for for other teams. Like, this entire staff is is, a – their fate word word was cemented when when Quinn and DQ with Quinn and and TD were were fired. Rich gotta go, but I I don't know. I I have some eerie feeling that he might stay. Who? Rich McKay. I mean, yeah, he he's gonna be in the in the, in the like front office, but he's not gonna be like he's not gonna influence the team in in much. As as people may think you will. That's true. Oh yeah, we are almost at a hundred followers. Look, folks, subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, you need to subscribe. If you're listening on whatever podcast platform you are on, you need to subscribe to this fucking channel. The link will be in the description box of wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Um, once we hit a hundred subscribers, the subscribers only will be able to win a brand new Atlanta Falcons jersey of your choice. Now, well, kind of, because I mean, Bree said ordered online, but I'll probably go to the team store and be like, you have these to choose from. Because if I ordered online, you probably won't get it till like, 2020. Okay? But, so, but, 
But but you got the the, the right size though. Yeah, you you gotta pick you can pick your size. You know what I'm saying? I'll go to the store and be like, hey, here's the jerseys they have, here's the colors, and here's the size. So pick one. You know what I'm saying? But if you really don't want none of them, I guess we can order it online. But look, you might not get it till 2022, so nobody wants to hear y'all's mouth about <laughs> we scamming y'all when it's not us. It's the NFL and fanatics.com or whatever who's taking along with your jersey. Okay, so yes, shout out to KTSE Av Podcast. Y'all need to subscribe to their channel too and their podcast. They talk about life stuff and you know the shit that needs to be heard. And I'm on there from time to time. And so are a lot of other people. And it's a really great podcast. Ta-da! Um I don't even know what else to say. I think that's it. We got to win, and we're going to see what happens next week. I mean, I guess everybody's excited. Leave your comments below. Oh, that is not it. We have a message on Anchor that I'm going to play on here so y'all can be heard or whatever. So if you want to be heard on this podcast, I sent, I'll put the link below, right? All you got to do is listen. No, what the fuck? All you got to do is click the link and then fucking record your message and you'll be on the podcast. It's like easy peasy. It's real easy. So I'm trying to find the message. I completely forgot about it. Someone sent us a message. If I miss it, I'm going to play it somewhere on here. I have to edit this. I don't want to edit it. Where's the fucking message? Okay, I can't find a message right now. Oh, here it is. Let's see how loud this shit plays. Hi, it's Ella. Um, as far as Dan the man, great guy. Dan the coach. Hope he learns that he's not Pete Carroll and that he can't let his coordinators do whatever they want to help advance their career. That ended his career. Um, I hope he learns not to depend on any more Vic Beasley's. Take what you see at face value and move on. As far as Thomas Dimitrov goes, his draft picks might have been hit and miss, but he never left up the cap. So whoever they bring in here, I hope they know what they're doing with this money. As far as defensive coach goes, defensive coordinator, I need Wade Phillips. Rise up. Who's that? Ella from her name's Ella. She's on the timeline. Oh, oh, that see now that, that was the gospel. That see now that that was that was that was perfect because again you can't like it was it was a thing with with um uh, with Vic Beasley and uh, and Grady Jarrett. Dabo, who was the Clemson head coach, they they told the Falcons front off. They said, well. If you love Vic, well, if you like Vic Beasley, you're going to love Grady Jarrett. So that right there should have told you something how how the players are going to pan out, because Dabo knew right then and there that Grady was the catalyst behind, maybe behind Vic's success at Clemson. He knew that Grady was a gem, and it was yeah, yeah, he okay, if that. But um, but yeah, you can't rely on, on Vic Beasley because. 
Like these, these those boys, they they may look the part physically, but mentally they they just not there. Like they will cost you your job, and that's literally what happened with with Quinn. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to you, Ella, being the first person to leave us a message on Anchor. That wasn't another <laughs> podcast. Um, if you want to be on the show, again, I'll put this shit in the link below. And uh, last thing, the question that Breeze came up with, 62% of the people so far has said to sacrifice Julio and Matt. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> wow. Whoever voted for that, y'all meet me at Stevenson in like 10 minutes because we finna throw hands. Nah. I mean, it was 67 about 20 minutes ago, and so now it's 62. Yeah, so we'll see. It's 26 votes so far. So we're going we gonna to see. Some people just refuse to answer. But, yeah, look, Mark, someone was on your side. People are on Mark's side, which is very, very unfortunate. That oh, of all people tried to pick, you had to pick his. Hey, now right. he's going to come back talking a bunch of shit. Ugh. <laughs> Shout out to everybody listening to the podcast. We have a bonus episode that was done Friday. Y'all check that out. Check out the last episode if you missed that. Thank you to Josh, South Breeze, Joy, and Marcus for holding that down while I had a mean-ass migraine. I appreciate y'all for continuing the shit in my absence. And that's it. We out of here. Hopefully we win next week. You know, rise up or whatever. <laughs> and like yeah. and share this shit, too. Yes. <laughs>